Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 102. Happy Friday podcast family and welcome to our first segment of our Fridays of December where we will do snowfall. I'm starting this so we can take our time, dissect it because as you know, they are already in film production. So pretty soon season five will be dropping. So I've missed talking about snowfall. Y'all know I love snowfall. Um, Before we started off doing one episode at a time and then I kind of moved it to two because I once I cut one off I want to watch another one immediately because Snowfall to be honest um is one of my favorite shows really is um but with season four I hope you guys don't mind I just want to kind of take it slow because we can kind of talk about the characters talk about what to expect because this is the last season before we start covering the new one that they're going to bring for season five they have not um put a release date but I'm thinking it's probably going to be February or early March but however let's take our time let's spend these Fridays doing it I know um Friday the 24th we won't do one due to this Christmas Eve and I actually will be out of town so let me look really fast um so we're gonna do one on the 10th and on the 17th we'll do two of them and I'm gonna come on on New Year's Eve and still drop one even though it's New Year's Eve and uh, you guys got me if you want to kick it I'll drop these episodes on Friday around 8 9 p.m east EST time so you know if you're at home everybody don't like to go out and party all the time or you know might just be at home chilling you can listen to a pod get you some wine smoke drink whatever you do you know what I'm saying water <laughs> you know and listen to um our Friday night snowfalls um if you want to take your time and watch them each Friday and then come listen to the pod or each Thursday and listen to the pod you're more than welcome if you're just now joining the platform and um, catching up on the shows and never watched them before um, by we're doing them once at a week once a week you have plenty of time to catch up and you can listen to my previous episodes of where I did all of the recaps you can catch snowfall on Hulu it airs on FX but the next day on Hulu but by now it's um, off season so every episode is on there and if you don't have Hulu I know they're running a special right now where you can get it I think free for the first month and then like 99 cent for six months so that's pretty dope um, I do have something planned very special for us to cover in February. So I have a whole February um, segment I want to do, and it's going to be February documentaries. We're going to do documentaries all February, and then we'll cover some movies as well. Um, after we're done with our Friday snowfalls, when we do complete season four and then you know we have to wait to season five um if you guys are cool with it i was thinking about doing flashback fridays where we cover nostalgia movies every friday we have to finish this of course but after that we can do nostalgia fridays where we'll cover a throwback movie on fridays you know just something fun uh you guys know i love nostalgia um I don't really have too many church announcements. The only reason I didn't cover Queens this week is because because it did not air. So it comes back on next Tuesday, right along with Big Sky. So I'll cover them too next week. I'll be back on Sunday with my Power Book 2 Ghost recap. And um, that pretty much it. So from here on out for December, you have me every Friday and we will be doing Snowfall. Um, if you want to email me, it's Alicia Shanice Reviews. Um, if you would like to email me for any anything, you know, business ventures or anything, or just um, if you have an idea and you want to you want me to cover a show or a movie, um, email me. I have no problem doing that. Even if it's something I never watched before, I can if you that's something you guys are into and want to hear recaps. If you email me at Alicia Shanice 13 at I'm sorry, Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. I will be more than happy to take a look and we can cover those suggestions. That is Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. You can also follow me on social media. For Instagram, it's Alicia Shanice Reviews. And I know everybody doesn't have Instagram. I do have a Facebook, but it's like 
it has like a lot of my family on there. Um, not too many people from the podcast, but you're more than welcome to send me a friend request. Um, that's Alicia Shanice on Facebook. And it has the same preacher profile as the podcast to make it easier for you guys to find me. If you hit me up on Facebook, do you mind just inboxing me saying you're from the podcast? And I'm going to, I promise you, I will be more than happy to um, accept you. Uh, once again, I'm kind of boring on Facebook and Instagram. I'm trying to get my social media game up. Uh, and also if you want to just inbox me off IG or Facebook with any ideas of anything you want me to cover or movies, it could be a movie, a doc, um, a TV show or an album. Cause I love music too. We're going to start doing music album reviews and talking about, um, music that I love or whatever, um, eventually. I always tell you guys, if you have Spotify, even if you don't, download it. It's free. It's a really dope app. Spotify is one of my favorite apps. Um, But I have made all of my music playlists public on there. If you type in Shanice Loves, I know you will see one. You click on my picture profile, and then you'll see the rest of them. I have every genre. Um, Before we get into the show... um, did you, I hope you guys caught the verses last night. When I did my introduction of my first episode, I said I was going to start covering the verses battles. And I'm disappointed. But, you know, it's been a little busy for me. But um, I only covered one so far. And that was the escape uh, <laughs> verse SWV, which was one of my favorite ones. Since they started doing them, shout out to Tim and Swiss, they doing the thing. My favorite versus battles has been. Teddy Riley and um, Babyface, the second one they did. That was one of my faves. Monica and Brandy, of course. Uh, Escape and SWV. I loved it, the DMX and the uh, Snoop Dogg one. And I know I might be missing another one. Okay, the Gucci and Jeezy for sure. Me and my brother watched that together. The Gucci and Jeezy one, that one was a real big deal for hip-hop. Um I watched all of them. I haven't missed one. Um, I think the only one I didn't catch fully through was um, the Swiss and Tim, actually, when they did their own. But every other one of them, I I caught them, and they have been amazing uh, and very entertaining. But last night, baby, (laughs) that might be why I'm so tired tonight, y'all. I stayed up all night watching it because they came on late. It started 930 EST. And, um, (laughs) you know, they're late all the time, which I wish they would switch this up a little bit when they bring the, um, when they say that it's coming on at a certain time, but then they come on and they show the DJs for about an hour. I wish if they want to just show love to the DJs, they'll have a pre-show, you know, and then have the artists come out on time because expect, I can understand it more if it was a weekend, but when it's a weekday and people tired and got to get their kids up for school, got to go to work, got to go to do their business, you know, we be kind of tired, y'all. <laughs> so, but for Bone Thugs and 3-6, I stood up for that. I, I stayed up. I watched it. I was vibing. It was a whole vibe because first, I love me some Bone Thugs and Harmony. That is, a, they are legends and they deserve their flowers. And every time I think about them, you know how you have one memory? My one memory of Bone Thugs is me being a child. And I remember it was the 4th of July and I was an adolescent, a young child. And I don't know if my mom couldn't find a babysitter or what, but <laughs> we used to have this real big carnival like downtown in my hometown. And I was with her and her friends and um, it was my uncle and his friends. And we all was like downtown and riding around and it was fourth, everybody outside partying, you know, just everybody everywhere. And my mama just kept playing that song and we was in, in, in her truck and it had some sounds in there and we was playing that uh, thuggish, ruggish bone back to back to back because it, it had just came out and it sounded so fucking good. But I love Bone Thugs. I really, really do. I love their harmonies. I love all of them. And it was good to see all, um, all of them on stage from Wish to Lazy to Crazy to Busy, you know, to Flesh. It was so good to see all of them on there. And one thing I always th- thought that was just so crazy on 
they were the only group in hip-hop who in 1995 they had one of their biggest songs um for the love of money with easy e because you know they were easy e artists um but not only that that was 1995 and then 96 they got biggie on a verse when they did a song with biggie um notorious thugs which was straight fucking fire and then they got one with Pac as well and y'all know Pac is my all-time favorite artist ever and then they got that song um thug style <sighs> y'all don't nobody else in hip-hop have that um that catalog like that with with easy e who is the godfather of gangster rap let's not get that shit twisted from biggie biggie one of the coldest lyrics and from Pac, who Tupac name speaks for itself um so like um that was just everything uh to see them last night to see all of them on there uh and then when you got hold on one second I'm also a real big fan of three six mafia as well and I'm gonna get to them let me say one thing because I think um See, I think I, I'm coming, y'all. I know y'all get tired of me taking. I was trying to see something. Y'all know I hate messing up. Um, y'all, I said thug style. That's what made me mess up. It kind of. I'm like, no, I was wrong. Thug love with Pac. Um, but that that's my shit, and that, that's off of that uh, the Art of War World War Two album. So for them just to have that, and when they brought out Lil Easy E when they did for the love of money, I loved it seeing that. Um, I loved it on how they had the pictures in the background, and their harmonies are amazing. Their energy is amazing. I really love all of them. Um, Crazy Bone just seems so laid back and humble. And I was looking forward to this versus over a year ago because uh, truth be told, they've been supposed to did this. They've been supposed to did this when verses had just started popping and they were doing it off Instagram at first before it made it to Triller or Apple and all of that. Crazy Bone and DJ Paul had already decided to do one. They had the date put up. I had shared it on my Facebook. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't wait. And I remember I was working that night. So y'all, I was ready to get the hell off work. <laughs> I would have got me a little, a little wine, y'all. Not nothing too much, just a little wine. And I had um, I had when I lived in the Midwest, um, in KC, I had my whole porch set up like a whole vibe. I used to um, cause I'm a porch head. I love to sit on the porch and have my music blasting. And I had little lights up on my porch. I had my little mosquito candles lit. It was just a whole fucking vibe. Like I have, like it looked really pretty at nighttime. How I had all the lights wrapped around the porch, and I had my wine. I was ready to vibe. And right before um it was supposed to come on they canceled it and i'm i think swiss and uh tim had reached out to them and was like uh you know wait don't do your own thing come on to our platform y'all have a bigger audience it can be a part of the verses so they kind of stopped them it was gonna be crazy and and, and dj paul just kind of doing their thing but they went on and did that but however go it was kind of like some shady stuff on on there i don't know whose part it was so i don't want to say it was swiss i don't want to i don't want to say but it was something happened where they kind of got played a little bit and it got pushed off this long and i think a lot of people was mad about that because everybody especially from the 90s love three six and they love bone thugs so um <clears throat> they canceled it and then they announced it about a month ago that they were going to be doing it so i'm like this is way overdue but now that we got it last night i'm happy it happened that way because this versus was not only entertaining this shit brought back old memories of the source awards child <laughs> um also uh so that's just my little thing about how i loved it um seeing bone thugs i like to see uh easy other daughter uh eb she was up there so just seeing that whole little crew together they brought out tasha who can only hit those tasha vocals from um 
thuggish ruggish bone and i was so happy that they brought her out to sing that and then uh three six mafia man they rep memphis for show like that whole southern vibe from the 90s when you mentioned the ugks the three six mafia the eight ball and mjg Oh my God, that's everything. That is everything. The Scarface down to the ghetto boys, you know, they represent that South. And I grew up off of 3-6. I used to love me some fucking gangsta boo. <laughs> we used to be in, in middle school rapping gangsta boo, saying shit we didn't have no business saying. Her song, Nasty Trick, I'll Be the Other Woman, <laughs> where them dollars at. And then I loved it, Juicy J. I loved me some Project Pat. It took me back to my high school days when you be walking down the hall and all the damn boys be like, chicken, chicken, <laughs> chicken. <laughs> but it was just so nostalgia. Of course, you know, they brought out so many guest appearances, which I appreciated. I mean, who the hell brings out Lil Wayne on the verses? Lil Wayne don't show up no damn where. So it was so good to see uh, Lil Wayne. It was good to see Wiz. Wiz looked it good. It was good to see Wiz. Um, it was good to see they they represented for Memphis because we ain't seen Eight Ball and MJG in a long time. And due to who my uncle is, I grew up listening to Eight Ball and MJG. He used to play that Mr. Big, Mr. Big. They call him Mr. Big back to back and that damn UGK pocket full of stone shit. <laughs> but yes it was so good to see them they brought out young buck um they brought out so many guest appearances on both of them brought out texas you know texas legends legends in their own right because little flip had bangers in my high school days his career kind of went solid with the whole beef with ti but i fucked with little flip and then they brought out chameleon there who only really had one uh good album but shit I'd rather have his career as in how he's doing his thing with all that investing in business. Like, hell, I'd rather have one good album and have what he got with the business thing going on. So I appreciated the fucking verses last night when they brought out Lil Jon. Uh, am I missing anybody? Oh, Lord, they brought out Terrence Howard. <laughs> it would have been everything if he would have came out dressed like a pimp with Taraji Henson. <laughs> when they brought out Terrence Howard and uh shit he came out there knowing you you would have thought he was a rapper for real so this versus was everything and of course we had to have you know a little bit of something so you know busy felt like they was mocking him and you know he like y'all ugly motherfuckers ain't finna sit over there mocking me and he threw a water bottle uh Juicy J talking about suck my tree and <sighs> child it was a scuffle. It was a scuffle, but I, I I respected on how he came out and apologized. They shook hands. They all got on the stage together um, and did the crossroads at the end. So I appreciated that as well. Um, the whole verses was lit. The whole verses was lit. I wish I could have been there in that damn crowd. Um, oh, my God. I loved it on how Project Pat came out with a chat. Um, cause it was always a thing back in the day where you always heard Gangsta Boo and Lil Chat didn't really mess with each other. So I loved it seeing them on stage. And I know Gangsta Boo had had her own issues with like Juicy J. So it was amazing. Like, um, thinking about how both groups had all of their artists out there together, like to see all of Bone Thugs together was everything. They weren't missing anybody. And to see you know, the majority of the people we seen Crunchy Black with 3-6, Lil Chat, Gangsta Bull, Project Pat. You know, it was it was dope. It was really, really dope. Um, I appreciated it all. And, you know, of course, we had to scuffle, but I liked it, the bigger picture of they apologized. They handled it like men. And, you know, we had a beautiful night. They even, um, I liked it when they did the crossroads and they showed all of our fallen legends. They showed Kobe Bryant picture. DMX, who was one of my favorite artists as well. They had Nipsey, rest in peace to Young Dolph, and that's Memphis right there. Memphis represented last night. Um, 
so yeah i enjoyed it it was good for hip-hop it was good for hip-hop so eventually i do want to start covering the versus battles where we do our recaps unfortunately it won't be um now but i just wanted to do a little small segment on my recap i enjoyed it i enjoyed it i thought it was the shit i enjoyed the guest appearances that had never been done before in a versus battle where they brought out fam many people and it was in la neutral territories because if that would have happened in cleveland ain't no telling how that would have went and if that would have happened in memphis <laughs> ain't no telling how it would have went but um i even noticed like one second more thing if you go back and pay attention to when they performed the pox song. <laughs> pay attention to busy <laughs> busy did i come to play last night and busy is busy um he has been through a lot he really has his story is very very um very very sad and tragic on things that he has been through in his life so um i liked it on how he apologized and i it was good for hip-hop both of the groups are legends and you know three six they definitely have paid their just to for the south and when you think of cleveland you think of bone thugs you know so that was that was a a, a part of easy E's legacy you know so if it, it really just seemed solidified when they brought a little easy E, I really appreciated that. So that was my little just small brief recap of the versus battle. Um, I hope you guys watched that. That was really good. And if you don't have Instagram, I know that's why some people did not used to be able to catch it. Now the verses they have their own YouTube channel. So if you don't do um social media, you can catch all the verses on their own YouTube channel. They're on it's the the channel is called Versus, and I they even have one for Triller now. So now you guys can catch that on YouTube as well. Um, that's pretty much it. Don't forget about the social media platforms, or the, if you need to email me, you have any ideas or suggestions for recaps you want me to do. Um, I said all my little few church announcements, so I'll be back on Sunday. So on that note, let's go ahead and jump into the show and talk snowfall. Name is Shanice, and she's the one. Her name is Shanice, and she's the one. All right, guys, so this is Snowfall Season 4, Episode 1, titled Re-Entry, and this is my recap. I'm telling y'all, I cannot wait for um Season 5 to hit. They did announce that um Mark Dark, he does a lot of recaps, too, on YouTube. And I seen he had uploaded a couple weeks ago that they're supposed to be bringing on a new character who will be Kevin's brother. Remember, Kevin got killed at the end of Season 2? Um... So I guess they're bringing on his brother. So I don't know what kind of, I don't know. Is he going to be, you know, looking for payback or he going to be getting in the game? Who knows on how that's going to play out? Because um, after Kevin died, we never really heard anything too much about him or his family or anything. So that'll be interesting to see how this character is played. But this opens up and we see... Okay, so when we left off season three, let's just talk about it for a minute. Um, we seen that they had started getting all their shit together. They had like really were organized, and we seen the downfall of you know Andre. We seen he broke into Franklin's house. He got a hold of that CIA documents that Franklin had been saving just to cover himself. So you know he had no choice. But to go in Andre's house like that, um, it was sad on how that happened. We talked about that on the previous recap of about when I kind of had to talk about Andre's character because I understood where Andre was coming from, but how he went about everything was terrible. So, you know, the situation that Franklin was in, he had to do what he had to do. And Mel had her, that gut feeling that, franklin killed their dad so she shot him so we seen at the end of season three he was you know injured 
recovering still, but, you know, still didn't have all his full mobile skills or strength on that cane. And he kind of basically let Teddy know he knew who he was. He was CIA and it was about that Contra war. And we seen at the end of season three, the family was feuding. We seen Alton and Sissy were against uh, Jerome and Louie because they were ready for him to get back in the game. And we seen that Scully and Manboy were at war and all of the gang wars had started popping off. So we left, they left us with that. So it's picking up right after that. And we it opens and we see Franklin, he's at his mother's house. He um is in his old room getting dressed because remember he had that big house of his own, but probably since getting shot and recovering, he's been staying with his mother to help him get his strength back. So he's back in his old room. We see him struggling and kind of getting flustered due to not having his full strength and his motor skills right all, all back to normal. And while he's getting dressed, you know, putting on his shirt, tie, and all of that, he goes to his drawer and he um stumbles on the card that Melanie had got got for him the previous year. Remember, um, in season three when he had that birthday party at the beginning of the season and she showed up being our dramatic child <laughs> with that birthday card for his birthday because remember they weren't really talking ever since he, he hit the drugs in her bedroom but she had gave him that birthday card with a little note so we see him looking at that and it says from Mel you know no matter what we gonna you know so we see that and we know it's not really showing how he feels about her right now, but we know that connection went back their whole lives. Like he grew up with them. That was like his girl all those years. And we don't really know. It's not showing us yet where his head is at about her. And at this time, we don't even know where the hell she at. So uh, he ends up getting fully dressed and going to the club, which used to be Claudia's club. Remember, this was Claudia's club, and this is what Louis always wanted, child. <laughs> and now we see it's fucking remodeled. Louis looking like a damn madam coming downstairs, <laughs> and shit, that's Louis club now. So Louis got what she wanted, and she's been holding it down she's been holding the business down and it's well and organized while he has been recovering so one thing about louie is franklin is the brains behind this operation but louie is damn near up there too these two are the brains of the operation and they keep it running smoothly and he always depends on her opinion because he knows how street smart she is and she knows this fucking business she even know it a little bit more than jerome jerome so you know, she's getting them all caught up, telling him about how the product been rolling in, who bringing what in, who been, you know, and fell back because of all the violence. And every, she's getting him caught up to speed. She's letting him know where the money is at, how it's been doing, you know, working with Reed, why he's been away. She putting them all up on game. And she's letting them know you know everything is going good right now but it's about to slowly get the falling apart um still at the early stages of falling apart only due to all of the damn gang violence and due to more product coming from over on the border and the only reason why they're still at the top is because of the prices they get from reed from the CIA <laughs> and at, around this time this is like the mid 80s we know true to form it was a lot of more product coming from over on the border at that time we've covered that in docs and we did narcos and we're going to talk more about the border in a minute so we get to the next scene and Franklin meets up with Teddy and Gustavo. <laughs> Child, Teddy's sitting there smoking them cigarettes and shit. And let's just stop for a minute, y'all. Let's stop. Let, let me take y'all back to season one, episode one. Do y'all remember when Teddy and Alejandro had to go out <laughs> to that diner so Alejandro could get him caught up on what he was doing with him and Logan the original CIA um agent who was working this this um 
uh what do you want to call this because it's not technically you know before you know let's just say the operation the secret operation and remember Alejandro was sitting there smoking a cigarette and do you guys remember on how nervous and anxious and how the cigarette was giving um Teddy anxiety he's like put the cigarette out please no smoke he couldn't even handle smoke Teddy's sitting there smoking a cigarette. and remember at the end of season three we see him take coke for the first time so uh do you see the character build up in how Teddy started from season one on how he had like OCD he was very awkward he couldn't take a lot and you see now he'll he looking like a real deal drug dealer hell I think he's forgetting he's CIA sometimes but we see Franklin he brings uh his new bodyguard which is Lurk and Lurk he fought in Vietnam so um that's where he got his name from so you know franklin got he got backup now and you know one thing franklin and teddy they have a connection they do have like this really good friendship mentorship and he goes to him and you know he asks him for help or advice per se teddy lets him know like look i can't help you with the gang i can help you with some things but not you know this gang stuff that's something i can't help with but both sides get their product from you so it should be something you can do about it because you know all of this gang violence is bad for business so teddy asks them have you even spoken with either sides about all of this and it does a flashback of him speaking with scully and <laughs> we see why they was dressed up in a suit and jerome mentioned it at the club when they walked in they like you know i want to you know franklin thanks them for you know taking care of everything while he was recovering you know jerome this shit been hazardous <laughs> but you know they had already talked about like it might not have been a good idea going to this funeral so now we see what funeral they went to they went they went to one of scully homies funerals who you know man boy had something to do with it child scully sitting in church <laughs> this fool asked franklin how hard it was for you to think they got that jesus i ain't gonna call my lord an n-word but child uh, how, how hard do you think it was to get him on that cross i'm not gonna mention what the fuck scully said okay <laughs> And Franklin looking at him like, what the hell? Like, do you know who I am? I'm, 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 I do business with you, child. Scully don't give a damn. Scully don't give a damn. He lets him know it's man boy in his big ass mouth. The reason why all this started, and he ain't gonna stop to everybody from man boy crew is dead. So, um, after that. He goes and it shows a flashback with him speaking with Man Boy. And Man Boy is saying basically the same thing as Scully. Scully came at us first and that's how we get down over here. We're going to get our get back. And shit, that's how the gang shit work. You know, Scully is Inglewood from the bottoms. Man Boy is Compton. So he really ain't getting nowhere with neither one of them. Both of them, they like, you know what? Hey, it's war. It's, it's it's time for war we ain't trying to hear all this shit from you franklin go sit down somewhere so teddy he listened only thing he could think of to say is that's unfortunate he's like that's unfortunate <laughs> he said but you know in the 1950s you know the middle east it was straight chaos and you know we were afraid that they would join with the soviet union and then you know they would end up becoming communist sympathizers so what we had to do was pick a side basically and help with the lesser evil so if they became a problem we could take them out so you know he breaks down how the cia handled something which wasn't the same but you know still the same kind of giving him a hint of how to handle it and you know basically help take care of the take take you know look out for the lesser evil because when it's time when they will turn you can do something with them so that gives franklin a little idea we know franklin is very smart so well he, he's smart but we're gonna get there let me get some water y'all we're gonna get there by franklin
So we meet Irene for the first time, the new reporter they have brought in, the ambitious reporter who wants this story. Probably was a big story, having a cop commit suicide in his home. Then a week later, Franklin was shot in his home and just all the puzzles weren't adding up and her the daughter has went missing. So Irene is all into the story. And, you know, she has this little flunky in her office. Child, the way she talked to this man. But we see that he comes with the information because she has been looking for Melanie since she disappeared after Franklin's shooting. So he gives her the information like, I finally found out where um, Melanie Wright is staying. So she is happy with that. She basically tells him he's a good boy. But let's just not go there. Let's move to the next scene, y'all. We see Teddy and Gustavo. They are hanging like buddies, making routes and drops in Tijuana, Mexico. This is a no, 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 no. Especially in the 80s, 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 80s. Tijuana, Mexico belongs to the Ariano Felix family. If y'all don't get y'all ass out of there without permission... <laughs> but um let's go back to the show because i went to narcos for a minute but uh we see the local cops they pull them over and um the cop that they had they did get permission they've been paying um paying you know to move through their plaza and <clears throat> the cops they're like oh you were working with him he, he's not here anymore but what you're gonna do is you're gonna open up this truck and we're going to see what you got up in here. And they talking about they moving avocados. So the cops, they get up in there and they get to, you know, searching through the crates. And he, you know, throw one of the crates on the ground. The avocado falls out. And what do you know? We see some coquiana fall out too. Looking pure. <laughs> in them damn crates. And Gustavo and Teddy, they just put their little hands up. They just put their little hands up. And I'm going to get there because y'all notice now, Teddy and Gustavo, they're buddies. Like, remember, Teddy always wrote with his with his own. He always had the one lady who was in the office to help him out. But him and Matt, they worked really well together. But Matt got hurt dealing with the two dudes from the Cali cartel. So he ends up. It's always been Gustavo literally by himself, him and his foster brother. But he got with Lucia and she took off on him. So they kind of are the perfect match to hang because, you know, Gustavo helped him get the routes in um, Sinaloa. So and then he built the tunnel coming from San Diego. So we see that all of that is putting into good movement and they're having each other's back so far. Um, But they get arrested. They get arrested. Um, we go back to Cali and we go to the projects and we see Pe Peaches. He takes Franklin to see Leon. We see Fatback. <laughs> Fatback Fat Back is always comic relief because he like Mr. Saint. And he like, where Lee at? All we hear is some girl in the background screaming, saying, Leon, Leon must have been tearing some ass up. But we hear her in the back and Leon in there getting busy. So, <laughs> Franklin like, forget it, man. Forget it, man. I'll just come back. He's like, no, no, no. He good. He good. <laughs> he want to get rid of her. So, we see Franklin come out. The, I mean, not Franklin. We see Leon come out the house looking all buffed up. You know, we've seen a different Leon from season one. You know, just, you see the character development now. We see Leon, he became a big man. He running the projects, got everything running smooth. Got females running in and out the crib, which he always been like that one woman man. It's always been, he always loved him some Wanda, child. Always loved him some Wanda. He was messing with male girl last season, but he always loved him some Wanda. But now we see he got them all just coming in and out. <laughs> We see you, Lee. We see you. <laughs> but we see Leon, he kind of has a different type of attitude towards Franklin. He lets him know, like, you know, it's good to see you, but, you know, we've been trying to see you. Your mama wouldn't let us in. She wouldn't let nobody see you, you know. And he like, yeah, she, she ain't been handling it well. He like, well... You know, we got stuff running up over here and he lets him know, like, look, I need you to help me. I need to, um, 
you know, did this shit with Scully and Manboy, all this beef and this killing, it's innocent people getting killed, and it's not good for business. Now, Leon firmly tells this man, stay out of it. Whatever gonna happen, gonna happen. You cannot fix it. Can't nobody fix this shit. Let them kill each other off. Stay out of it. I don't want nothing to do with it. Keep that in mind, y'all, if y'all are new watching it. For my ones who already love Snowfall and y'all just love the recaps, and I love that y'all check the recaps out with me, believe me. But y'all know, keep that in mind. Leon didn't want shit to do with payback, okay, or or dead in that situation. He didn't want nothing to do with it. He tried to warn Frankenstein. We also see that Leon been beefing with Louie. He will not work with her. And he lets uh, Franklin know, like, look, I ain't getting this game to take orders from your auntie. And I ain't getting back in the game uh, to be your fucking personal driver either. And I felt that. I felt that. You know, Leon, he's coming up. And Leon should be, I understand Louie being number two, but Leon should be up there too. Shouldn't nobody be in the dark out of those four. It should be Jerome. Louis and Leon. That's where Franklin messes up a lot at. He tells Louis more, and he probably, if he would have been honest with Jerome and Leon, he would have got more better results from them too. And, you know, he keeps Leon in one spot, and he don't want to be a driver. And I don't blame him. But it doesn't really show us the tension that's been going on with him and Louis, but we know that they're not cool. So he got like, look, do what you got to do, but I ain't your driver, bruh. <laughs> so <clears throat> we go into the next scene and we see <clears throat> he got the projects on lock um so he got all that taken care of and he basically kind of just lets franklin know like look i ain't coming back i'm, I'm about to run the projects right so we go into the next scene and we go back to Mexico and we go to the Avocado Kings. That's the uh, police cause him. Um, <laughs> the police cause them because we see Teddy and Gustavo is locked up and they bring him into the office where they meet the chief of police, Fuentes. And the chief, the former chief, Kala, who they were dealing with, he's gone. And the new chief lets him know, like, look, it's going to be a new price to conduct business in this plaza. Kyle gone, so, um, hey, it is what it is. I'll be in touch with a new price. So they know now that they're going to have to pay, and they don't know how much they're going to have to pay. But when Gustavo go meets back up with his uh, foster brother, remember they brought he brought him in because he's good at this business, and he's a good gunman. Even though he in that wheelchair and, you know, have all those health issues, he's still a good gunman and good for the business and he kind of lets them know like look the only reason they arrested you was to go through your truck and the chief did tell him like you guys gonna get your truck back in one piece but shit about to change if y'all gonna be running through this plaza so uh, me personally i was happy that they kind of showed that because ain't nobody just about to run and just run stuff through tijuana without it being consequences okay so we get into the next scene and we see we go to man boy spot and we see his boy Boosie. Y'all remember Boosie? He was the one in season three who kept he couldn't leave Wanda alone. Remember he had her on her, on her knees saying ABCs. But that's Boosie. We see Boosie and he trying to tell man boy how um you know Franklin back in the game, but look how weak he look and you know ain't nobody paying Franklin no attention. But man boy gotta let him know. He might be weak, strength-wise, but bruh still got his mind. And if his mind work, that's dangerous enough. Don't underestimate Franklin Saint. So we see Boosie has met some new chick, and they getting ready to go outside to get a minute or two. Hell, she even invite man boy. Like, you want to come through? <laughs> He's like, nah, I'm good. I got my little thing right here. Girl, look at him like, motherfucker. <laughs> well, you got your... <laughs> But they go outside and child, he started getting him some pleasure. He enjoyed himself. And before you know it, all you hear is pick a boo, nigga. <laughs> they go right to the next scene. We see kids walking through the park. And what do they see? 
they see Boosie on the cross in the park, nailed up. And now we see why Scully asked that question at the funeral because he had plans for Man Boy's crew. Child. Scully, Scully, Scully. So after that, the crew meet up Louis, Jerome, Peaches, and Franklin. And it's basically, you know, they all like, what the hell? You know, this was in public. This was crucifixion type stuff. Jerome ain't feeling it. Remember, Jerome ain't getting to this game for all this shit. He is not feeling it. So, you know, Franklin run his little game plan to him. Like, look, we got to pick a side. We got to pick a side because this shit is, is about to ruin business. Jerome, hell, he picked man boy. Louis like, huh? He like what? Say what's on your mind? And she like, well, look, I know Scully crazy, but Scully stay in his lane. Man, boy, always trying to outslick somebody, always trying to undercut somebody, and always going to look for new product or new buy. He gonna be trouble. And if we help him get rid of Scully, he gonna be right back to try to get rid of us. And damn it, Louie, she might be on to something. She might be on to something. So they kind of go back and forth and they like, we got to pick a side. Um, it goes to the next scene and we see Teddy and Gustavo go back to the office. And while he's going through all the paperwork, he chain smoking back to back to back. He light up, put out, light up another one, do some coke. Teddy just doing the most hell. Cigarettes, cocaine. This ain't the same Teddy McDonald. But he gets a call from Costa Rica because no matter how high and how much he smoked, that damn war come first. Teddy cared about that war in the contrast. And when he get that call from Costa Rica saying the drop was never made, which we all know is the guns from our boy Avi. Remember, they set up the gun deal for the weapons and shit. So Avi playing games again. Remember, we seen a lot of games from Avi and... Um, <clears throat> season three when he tried to outsmart franklin so we go into the next scene and let the games begin franklin and peaches drive down to the bottoms peaches asks him like let me come up there with you and he like nah it'd be better by myself so the plan goes into motion and while we see <laughs> while we see y'all while we see franklin walking up the stairs y'all see <laughs> Y'all see the woman sitting there smoking rock, and she's sitting there smoking with no shame, child. She look at Franklin like, what the fuck you look at? And she take that damn pipe. <laughs> child, that, that scene just tickled me because it was the way she looked at him. Y'all go back and look when he walking up the damn stairs, that lady sitting there hitting that pipe. So we get into the next scene when he gets into the house and he up in Scully house, Scully in there with his little Dita track suit on child, ponytail to the back. He doing baby girl hair, his baby mama Khadija, which is man boy sister. Like she like, make sure you put some conditioner in there. So we see a little tent of Scully. Remember the first time we seen Scully, you know what I'm saying? He's playing that Egyptian lover or high up Sherm torturing somebody in the back but now we see the nurturing father side of of, of of scully he cleaned up and franklin walks in and he uh puts the damn gun on the table and it's a dragon all and it's a gun that can take a fucking airplane down with the power and he's telling him he can get him uzis too and he wanna he want this war over and he want to help them get rid of, of um a of man boy scully like Y'all feel that? Do y'all feel that? His boy like, I feel that. He like, Khadija, you feel that? She like, yep, I feel that. He like, I feel like I'm about to get fucked. She like, both hoes. <laughs> so, Franklin, he plays it smooth, just let him know he want to help him. And basically, Scully let him know, like, look, if I find out you up here playing games and you lying to me and you try to set me up, I'm going to come and I'm going to kill everybody in your family. So we go into the next scene and we see more games. We go to Drew's spot. Drew, a.k.a. Man Boy. And he's sitting there pissed, 
playing with his gun, got us to have cigarette in his ear, drinking on a broski. I couldn't tell if that was an old English 800 or an old mall liquor, but I just know it was brewski. He's sitting there drinking, child, and he pissed off. And frankly gives him, you know, his condolences for losing Boosie and lets him know like it wasn't right. And, you know, he wants to help him take out Scully and get revenge. And man boy is skeptical because man boy, he's pretty smart. He's pretty smart himself. And, you know, he's skeptical. And then, you know, Franklin, like, look, just take a ride with me. And it goes to the next scene where we don't see where they went and we don't know what side Franklin took. But then we go and we see our boy, Ivy. We see Ivy for the first time. Now, y'all know I love me some Ivy. And Ivy has been missing in action. He said he been off hunting Nazis and shit. <laughs> He's sitting there in his little fancy new suit. I mean, I'm sorry, his fancy new house. He got on his new Versace silk shirt, y'all. Ivy sitting there being all cocky and Teddy is pissed. Teddy like, okay, well, you off, you know, doing what you got to do. I got people over there dying, and the guns were never made. So Avi tries to let him know, like, look, I'm going to send Leo over there. He like, no, this shit is serious. You're going to go over there so we can see what happened. And Leo and, and Teddy start having a few words, and Teddy goes straight CIA and shoots him in the side of the head, not killing him, knowing exactly where to hit him at. Letting them know, like, I'm not finna play with y'all ass. You, I'm making a point. You gonna get your ass over there in Panama and get them guns where they gotta be. So, we see Teddy still got it in him, even though he getting high now. So, we go into the next scene, and we see Mama Sissy for the first time. We see Mama Sissy and Papa Alton. They sitting there playing Monopoly. We see Alton is all the way back clean. We see him you know, him getting clean and getting himself together in season three. But now we know it's been a while. He helped him, he helped his son recover. Remember, he was there for him in the last episode after he got shot. So it's good to see Alton is still doing good and him and Sissy are going strong. I am loving that. I am loving that from where we first seen him at. And they just sitting in there, they playing Monopoly, having them a good time. But it's New Year's Eve and, and Louis is having a New Year's party. So, you know, <clears throat> Franklin stepping out without his cane tonight. And, um, hold on, y'all. Let me see something. Okay, yeah, Franklin sitting there without his cane. And he trying to get mama and papa to go. But they don't, you know how sissy is. Sissy don't want to go. She's still pissed. You know, when you make sissy mad, she stay mad for a long time. And remember when they was trying to rush him to get back out there, sissy was still upset due to Franklin was not properly healed. So Louie and Jerome, they're not on speaking terms. So she's not happy. And she like, you know, you need to you don't need to jump back out there like that but you know you know frankly he got to go to the new year's eve party and he he trying to get back everything back to normal so we walk into the party child yeah They playing that goddamn flashlight. <laughs> and we see the party is jumping. Louie got the club running it just like she wanted to run it. And we see, you know, even Gustavo and Teddy, they make an appearance in there. And, you know, Franklin and Gustavo agree, let the past be the past. And that is about the situation with the recipe and the demise of Kevin. And we also see Jerome and Franklin, and they kind of talking it like, hey, that look, I'm girl, Tanasi over there. You know what I'm saying? You never forget your first nut. <laughs> so we see, I guess that's where Franklin got his first nut from, from Tanasi. Okay, yeah, that's cool. But <laughs> we see, you know, he go over there and he talked to Tanasi, and this is our first time meeting Tanasi. But let me rewind y'all back. Remember I told y'all before, remember that name? I told y'all before, I said, remember this name. It's not our first time hearing about Tanasi. Remember, she 
used to be in this club all the time with Claudia. Remember one night Franklin had went in there and she said, your girl Tanasi was in here looking for you. And he's like, oh yeah, Tanasi. So it's not our first time hearing about her. However, you know, he up there like, you're looking good. I ain't surprised to see you in here. You always been a girl in action. Never, never missed a beat. And she like, yeah, I've been hearing some stuff about you. You know, prep school bound kid. Three, I mean, you know, got in the game, three bullets. So they catching up. And we see Leon rolls in. And she lets him know, like, it's good to see y'all two still roll together. Never forget who came up with you. You always need to keep your day one niggas around. And he... Need to take heed to what she's saying. Because remember, I've been saying since we started covering this, Leon is his day one. If you need to be loyal to anybody out your crew, of course, auntie and uncle, that's a given. That's family. But Leon is family too. And we don't need to forget that. So Leon rolls in there with Fatback and Lil' Dude. Y'all remember Lil' Dude who um him and Fatback was chasing each other. Remember, he was begging to get in the game. So we see Leon got his own little crew fat back and little dude and soon as soon as leon see gustavo child he like leon fashion what the fuck you doing in here and they kind of get into it gustavo real calm and collective though real calm and collective like i was invited so they all get pushed to the back and we get a standoff where everybody pull out their pistols. And, you know, Louis try to calm him down. And he like, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> so we see they really don't like each other right now. Even him and Jerome get some words. Because, you know, Jerome don't play about his baby Louis now. And um, he like, have you forgot what this nigga did? This is this the reason why Kev dead. And he like, no, Kev dead because Kev wouldn't listen. And I understand why Leon is mad. You know, the last time, you know, he heard of Gustavo is when all of this stuff happened. And now Franklin back in business with him, you know. So it's just not a good look. And he lets him know, like, nigga, why you was put down, why you was, you know, getting back healed and recovering. Who you think held this shit down? Louie? Jerome and his fucking speakers. <laughs> no, it was my crew. So Leon ain't buying it, y'all. He is not buying it. And basically, they end up cutting each other. Well, Leon cuts him off. He like, I ain't fucking with you no more. And Franklin, like, get your own plug. So, you know, he ends up making Gustavo and them leave before, you know, they do that. But they end up cutting it off. Leon, fat back little dude, go their way. You know, Franklin in a lot of pain. Hell, he looking like he about to faint. Jerome got to help him get picked back up. So we see everything is just into shambles with the brotherly relationship they have. And I hate it. I hated it. Because I love their friendship and their brotherly love. And I think more respects need to be put on Leon's name. I'm just saying, remember, Leon had my nigga back when it came to Carvel and, and Lenny and Ray Ray. Let's not forget. So we go into the next scene and <clears throat> we see Irene goes to Texas and she goes to see Melanie because we ain't seen Melanie since she shot Franklin. And we see Aunt Bernice to help Mel get cleaned up. We see Mel for the first time. Now she looking like a Sunday school teacher. <laughs> but she cleaned up looking good child she quote bible scriptures and everything and as she talking you know I, irene introduces herself and she trying to get the truth out of mel mel is not having it she talking about the bible and if it's god's will you will find the truth and uh irene bring up the scandal of watergate and child but as Irene is talking to her, she, you know, she like lets her know, like, maybe God sent me to you to get the truth. So it goes to the next scene, like Melanie is listening to her, but it doesn't show us if she told her anything. So it kind of leaves us like, what, did Mel say something? Or did she, um, you know, keep putting on an Oscar award performance like she was a damn Sunday school teacher? So we get into the next scene. And I'm about to wrap it up. <clears throat> We see man boy and his crew loading up, getting ready for war because, you know, Franklin put this plan in motion. So we also see Franklin, he's getting all set to leave too. And Alton, 
He has that parent instinct. He knows he is going out for nothing but trouble. He can feel it. He can sense it. And they get to kind of reminiscing about how when he was young and he used to take him to the movies and watch The Last Dragon. And he like, you know what? Just stay in for me tonight. Let's pop on a movie, pop some popcorn, and it can be just like old times. And Franklin kind of gives his dad a hug and calls him dad for the first time. He like, thanks, dad. And that's our first time ever seeing that connection with those two. Because remember, Franklin has been so, you know, having all of this animosity towards his father for walking out on him and abandoning him and his mother for all of those years. So we know Franklin is walking straight into a danger. And his dad tries to stop him. And that's how it goes off. And I hope you guys enjoyed my recap of season four, episode one, titled Reentry. Same time, same platform next week. Because every Friday in December, we will do our snowfall recap. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I hope you guys tune and, you know, go for the ride for me for December and, you know, a little bit of January as we cover each episode. Due to we're not going to do one on Christmas Eve. If you guys want, we can do two on the 17th. I have no problem with that. Just let me know what you guys want. Um, All you got to do is inbox me, email me. I promise you, you are, if you don't tune in every week, you are a part of the podcast family. Okay. So I want feedback. I really, really do. Um. That's pretty much it. Um, if you need me to shout out my social medias one more time, it's Alicia Shanice for Facebook, Alicia Shanice Reviews for IG, Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. And we'll be back on Sunday to do our power book um to ghost recap, see what's going on with Mecca and uh Monet and see which girlfriend to re- pick picking this week, child. <laughs> and see if uh carried and went on and hooked up with uh tate yet <laughs> i told y'all by episode four they gonna be fucking <laughs> but um happy friday i'll talk to you guys sunday love you guys and thank you always for your support as always it's your girl shanice and i'm out help you enjoy the show with your girl shanice <laughs> I'm not going to